Hi there, I'm Jenna, and welcome to Butterfly Banter. I'm so glad you're here. This is a show to share my journey as a woman with Turner Syndrome, and a show to share stories of others that are affected by Turner Syndrome. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And now, let the banter begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Butterfly Banter. So glad to have you listening today. I have a wonderful guest today, Lisa. Lisa has lots of history with Turner Syndrome and working with the Turner Syndrome Society, so I'm super excited to have her on the show today. Lisa, would you like to say hello to everybody? Hello. (laughs) Glad to be here. Yes. We're super excited to talk to you today. So, Lisa, go ahead and um, give us a little about yourself, uh, where you're from, and and your history with, um, and your journey with uh, Turner Syndrome. Uh, Well, um, I am, I'll be 60 years old in October. Um, I was diagnosed with Turner Syndrome uh, shortly after my 17th birthday. So almost 43 years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was diagnosed like a lot of kids. I was short. Uh, I was four foot. I was a senior in high school, four foot eight. I weighed 80 pounds and had basically never went through puberty. Those are like hallmarks of Turner syndrome, mm-hmm. obviously. But, um, so finally, at that age, it was obvious that it was more than just being short and a late bloomer. So right. I was diagnosed with Turner's uh, by a gynecologist. Um, this was 1979, so there was so little known about it. Yeah, You know, you could look it up in an encyclopedia, and it might have a couple paragraphs. Right. Basically told that... Um, well, you're never going to have children, and you'll need to take hormone replacement. So I was pretty devastated and said, you know, you won't have children. I know I'd always wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of, you know, adjusted the best I could. Um, graduated high school. Uh, actually, I... <laughs> I actually got married at 19. Wow. Um, I started nurse. I started nursing school um, for like one semester. Um, my fiance uh, had joined the army, um, so I quit school. I know, really bad decisions. Oh. And that marriage only lasted about two years. Total mistake. After that, I ended up joining the army. Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. At 20 years old, I joined the Army. And, um, well, let's back up a sec. I'd always wanted to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, my last two years of high school, I'd actually finished in vocational school. I took medical assisting. Mm-hmm. Um, but so anyway, by the time I was 20, I was separated. I was, I had joined the Army um ended up going to germany oh wow and that's 
where I met my current husband. Oh. <laughs> um, and I, I, when I was in Germany, my mother sent me an article that she cut out of the Sunday Parade magazine about the first woman with Turner's who had I who had went through IVF oh. and was expected to have a baby anytime. And I was basically just kind of friends with my current husband then. Mm -hmm. And I showed him this article and, you know, shared a little bit about what was going on with me. And, um, so he hadn't, so he hadn't known we, about the infertility before that point? Um, no, had never. This was the first time egg donation had started being practiced. Mm -hmm. um, there was other IVF babies, but it was never in a case like Turner syndrome where, you know, there's no functioning ovaries, you don't have the hormones, everything needs replaced basically, and you use um, donated eggs. So that that was new. That's the first time I heard of that being done. Mm -hmm. So did that give you a little bit of excitement and a little bit of hope? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um mm -hmm. So, uh, I got out of the army, lost touch with my now husband, um, went back to my hometown, actually had a relationship with someone else for about four years. We were engaged and, um, it's the very last minute that kind of fell through, mm -hmm. um, actually ended up reconnecting with my current husband and we've been married now for 31 years. I'm oh, originally wow. from Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, he was in Colorado. He was had been stationed here at Fort Carson. So anyway, I ended up in Colorado, mm -hmm. which is where I always wanted to be anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to live in Colorado. Oh, awesome. Um, so uh, we got married uh, in 1991, and we started talking about going through IVF. So February of ninety three we did. Oh, okay. Um oh wait a minute. Did I even mention I had since uh in June nineteen ninety, mm -hmm. um, shortly before we reconnected, I graduated from nursing school. Oh, wonderful. So now I'm an RN and um so I ended up moving out here. I marry my husband. Um, we start talking about IVF and so we decided to go for that, mm -hmm. and we had six eggs donated, and this is when they would use a ridiculous amount of, of embryos. Today, I've heard of other Turner's women say they will only use one for them. We oh. used six. Oh, wow. So there's we a possibility six. you would have had, definitely had multiple births. <laughs> oh, well, I, I have triplets. Uh -huh. uh, triplets who are almost 29 triple boys <laughs> yeah a lot of boys <laughs> <laughs> um so um let's see what else you should know um the pregnancy went really well at first um but towards the end i it has since been found out that it is these complications are very very common in Turner syndrome, preeclampsia. Mm -hmm. yeah. The rates of preeclampsia in Turner syndrome 
uh, pregnancy is crazy. It's much more higher than the general population. Yeah. And it is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Um, I, my, I had preeclampsia and it turned into help syndrome, which was basically liver failure. I was in bad shape. Oh, <laughs> so they took me to surgery, did a C-section. Mm-hmm. And because my liver was failing and I didn't have enough blood clotting cells, I nearly bled to death. I got 14 units of blood. Oh, goodness. And then I was sent to ICU and I was, it was still pouring out as fast as he could put it in. They took me back for an emergency hysterectomy. Wow. And I stopped breathing. I was on a ventilator for two days. Oh it gosh. is very serious. I almost, that's, that's the first time I almost died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god. But um, it was, people are always worried about uh, a dissection mm-hmm. uh, during the pregnancy. But actually, um, preeclampsia is much more common. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say that is, you've got, it's very dangerous. So, um, you know, I have these three boys to raise and, you know, I'm working as an RN. Um, so were, when how, I was, were you, were the boys premature? Like how far? Oh yeah. How, they how, were, they were two months early. Okay. Um, Ben weighed four pounds. Wow. Uh, Gabriel weighed two and a half pounds wow. and Robert weighed one pound, 12 ounces. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes, those they are were, definitely miracle babies. <laughs> and miracle yeah. for you too, you know, that you made it through that as well. Ab- absolutely. Wow. So, um, you know, I have these three boys to raise. I, um, actually, you know, I was working as an RN. I, um, uh, became a member of the TSSUS board. Um, as far as TSSUS, um, uh, when I found that group, I, it was just uh, amazing. I just ate up all the information mm-hmm. that I could. Um, I wanted to know everything I could. They, they, and, have been, they are such an amazing resource. That's kind of where I oh, st- they are. I've started uh, with I, information about Turner syndrome myself. And, yeah, it's an amazing uh-huh. resource. So what, how did you end up getting hooked up and getting on the board with them? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I, well, this was back in early days. Yeah. <laughs> this was, um, uh, probably 1996, I think. Um, society was at that time seven or eight years old and I'd started going to conferences and got to know people and was nominated. Um, so yeah, I spent a couple, couple of years on the board um mm-hmm. back in the real old days <laughs> without the internet or even or yeah um so uh you know working raising raising my boys and of course what's the other common thing with interners i ended up with a dissection mm-hmm. um i it was 2010, the 
right after Thanksgiving, um, I ended up with terrible chest pain. Yeah. Went to the ER and they say, oh, well, we're sure it's nothing. And I'm like, no, you need to check me for a dissection. Mm-hmm. And I was. I was having a dissection. What is that? And they got my dissection. Bo- Do it what? What exactly is a dissection? Oh, uh, an aortic dissection. That is where um, there's like three layers to your blood vessels, the main blood vessel, the aorta. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens when uh, those layers kind of separate. Oh, okay. And if they separate too far, you can pretty much just like instantly die. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, they're they're very common. They're recommended screenings uh, for them. Um, there is recommended screening mm-hmm. to have MRI CTs to rule these out. But yeah, that's what I was having and they got my blood pressure under control and got it uh, stopped before it got so bad that I had to have surgery. Oh, well, good. I'm glad they were able to take care of that without surgery. Wow. Right. I, I know coarctations are pretty common um, in Turner syndrome and I, I had a coarctation repaired when I was uh-huh. ten, when I was 10, but I have no, I wasn't familiar with the dissection, so that's pretty interesting. That's definitely something to keep to keep aware of. Oh, definitely, definitely. Everyone will turn or shit about the risk of dissection. Um, so yes, those are very, those are important <laughs> to know about. Yeah. Um. So, unfortunately, with all the heart meds I'm on, um. I'm on four blood, my blood pressure was sky high was the problem. I'm Mm -hmm. on four blood pressure meds a day. Um, because of those, I just, I quit work. Um, I don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, just my husband just retired about a year ago and we're traveling and Enjoying life and doing pretty well. So that's kind of like my very long story. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad that you guys are able to be retired together and and travel together. That's wonderful. And it sounds like, I mean, despite the medicine, all the blood pressure medicine, at least you're still able to, you know, go and do that. So that's wonderful. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was harder... I know that in in the 70s, which I I was born in 76, so at that time, I know Turner Syndrome wasn't super familiar, and um, I was luckily diagnosed pretty much right after I was born, but do you feel like Mm -hmm. it made a huge difference um, being diagnosed when you were in your late teens as opposed to knowing any earlier? Um... Do you think it made a diff would have made a difference for you if you had known earlier that you had oh, Turner oh, syndrome? Um, I don't know. Um, honestly, I it probably would have. Well, 
the main thing about if it would have known earlier was what would have really done about it. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> um, they could have started back doing then they hormones was, earlier, but who knows if they were that was the standard procedure back then. Sure. If we would have had the same information right. that we do now, back in 1979, definitely would have been, it would have made a difference. But back then, you just didn't know. There, there just really wasn't anything to know at that point. Um, I've always thought that not knowing, um, it didn't label me. It didn't um, give me any reason why I should be treated any different than anybody else. There right. wasn't any reason why I shouldn't be doing anything uh, that any other of the kids were, which mm-hmm. which I did. I yeah. mean, I was. I was small, but I was still an average kid and pretty much did just whatever everybody else did. I didn't have any excuse not to. So right. you didn't let it didn't um, have anything. And that to way hold you that, back. that was good. Yeah. That's <laughs> good. So in in your time with the Turner Syndrome Society, how many how many conferences were you able to have you been able to attend over the years? Uh, oh man, you asked me that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. I think eighteen or nineteen US conferences. Wow. And then um I've been to two Canadian conferences. Mm-hmm. Or three. Wow. Three. Three Canadian conferences. Two in Toronto and one in Ottawa. And I went to the international conference. In Mexico, um, in 2016, um, I was asked to be speaker on my experience with IVF. Mm-hmm. So I've been to, I don't know, it, it, it's over 20, I believe. Wow. I just, I just ask because I've, it's something that's on my bucket list. I've never got to attend a, a full um, conference with, with the Turner Syndrome Society, and um, I was really really looking forward to it and had planned on going to my first one and then of course covid hit <laughs> so of, yeah. cor- of course i decided to to really do it and make the plans and go for it and then of course it, it was canceled but luckily um we have in-person conferences coming back next year in houston so i'm hoping to be able to go to the conferences so i'm pretty excited about that and um, I'm jealous that you've got to attend so many conferences. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't miss them. I mean, they're they're like Christmas. To see people I've known for over 30 years. I attended my first conference in 1990. Wow. Um, there's still people there I see every year. It's, it's a big reunion. That's wonderful. <laughs> it, it's great. So what would you say and is I, the biggest... I kind of, Sorry, what would you say is the biggest um, positive thing that comes out of these conferences? Biggest come out of conferences? Yeah. Um, just getting together with people who you who know what it's like, who mm-hmm. you have so much in common. I mean, like me, I usually probably will not see another person with Turner syndrome other than 
the national conference. I've n- never met anyone here in, in Pueblo or anyone really local. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just getting to people who know what it's like. You have all this in common. Yeah. And um, the medical information. I mean, I cr- if you've heard Dr. Silverbach, he's on the TSS-US uh, medical board, pediatric mm-hmm. cardiologist. Mm-hmm. He's the one who who was spearheaded years ago the research in dissections. Oh, okay. And if I hadn't heard him speak on this at conferences, never would have known the risk, and I would never known that's what was happening to me. Wow. Um, I really credit him to saving my life, and I know a lot of others do too. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to I I'm really trying to make it happen to go next year and I'm hoping to meet, you know, lots of other butterflies that have been on my show and I know you and I have we've met at a conference in Colorado um and I would definitely mm-hmm. love to be able to see you again. So it's it's very exciting that we're coming back together because it's really Im- all those connections are so important. Mhm. Yeah, I'm I'm in Pueblo, so I I know it's not just around the corner. So yeah, it would be great if it. I know the the Colorado group is having a, a get together sometime this summer. Oh, that's great! They're starting to to do some more in person things as well. Mhm. That's good. I know that we're slowly starting to get back to that. So I'm super excited to start getting a little bit more involved. Um, this podcast kind of came out of COVID and not being able to be in person, but still wanting to make connections with butterflies. And so this podcast has been a really big, a big deal for me to be able to connect. But there's still just something about being with people in person, you know, that are like, like yourself and have common things. And it's so important Mhm. Sure. Yes, definitely. Yep. So, what what's your biggest piece of advice for all the butterflies that are listening out there? What what advice would you like to tell all butterflies? Um as far as um what kind of advice? Hmm, that's a good one. Um I would just <laughs> advise them to just play on your strengths as much as you can. Um, I know we do have some difficult in some aspects like commonly math or other aspects of life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, spatial deficits, um, just Find, <laughs> like they said on the Brady Bunch, <laughs> they told Jan on the Brady Bunch years ago, find your best and do your best with it. There you um, go. You know, play on your strengths. Um, stay positive. Don't get up. Everyone, I know some have daily difficulties in their lives, um, much more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um 
just take it one day at a time, take one problem at a time, and just, I guess, don't give up. That's all you can do. Yeah, that's all we can do is just go put one foot in front of the other, for sure. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today, Lisa, and thank you so much for your time on the board with the Turner Syndrome Society. It is such an important organization, and mm-hmm. it's such a great resource for butterflies out there who, and, you know, parents out there who aren't sure where to turn, and so it's it's amazing, um, an amazing organization, and I just thank you for being a part of it for so long. That's That's really wonderful. Well, I'm very glad to do it. I'm glad I can be involved. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will let you get back to your day today. I appreciate your time so much on this podcast, and um, I definitely look forward to seeing you again, at either at someplace in Colorado or at the next national conference. Um, and hopefully um, other butterflies will also attend the conferences and you know, make those connections that are so important. Okay, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks again so much, and thanks everyone to listening for listening, and I will catch you all on the next episode. Thanks, everybody.